Hello and welcome to the after show where we explore the message behind the message. We would love for you to be a part of today's conversation by liking, subscribing, and even commenting below to be a part of our podcast on a weekly basis. And today I am joined by our special guest, Mark Brody, who is one of our CLC students at our Calvary Leadership College. Welcome. Thank you very much. Man, I I love CLC and the opportunity that we have here to equip and train students. And we do that through experience and education. Mm. Um, And you get to be a part of that on a weekly basis. And so we're excited to have you. Oh, I'm very excited to be on here. It's been a dream of mine for a while to do a podcast. That's awesome. I (laughs) love it. And we happen to be matching today. We do. Look at us go, guys. Very proud of us. We didn't call each other. We didn't plan this at all. We didn't plan it. This is good. (laughs) Well, hey, I loved Pastor Marty's message this last weekend um, and being able to talk about tithing and generosity in the terms of it starts with our heart. Mm. Um, and it was so good because that's those statements were so true that we talked about. And so just to kind of kick things off, I have a question and it might seem a little silly, but if people were to look at your checkbook, what is a guilty pleasure that you have that you might, people might go, man, if I were to look at your finances, this is what you spend your money on. <laughs> oh man. I love buying clothes. Um, most specifically though, I like beanies, like the one I'm wearing right now. So if I ever step into a van store, I have to make sure I keep like my wallet in the car <laughs> because I could spend way too much money there. Um, like for my birthday, I just yeah. asked for beanies. That's all That's I wanted. Awesome. So I probably spend a little bit too much money on that, but yeah. it is a guilty pleasure. Well, with all the snow, you're, I mean, you're buying right. the right things. I got to keep the ears warm, Pastor Paige. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, mine would probably be shoes. I have definitely have a shoe problem. I feel like if someone were to see my checkbook or, mm. or whatnot... Um, they would see shoes. Yeah, well, everyone's got their thing, you know? (laughs) Yep, it's It's very true. (laughs) What's yours? Maybe write that in the comment below. We would love to hear. Everybody has guilty pleasures, things that you go, I spend way too much money and time and energy on this item as well. Um, For some, that might be food. For others, that's shopping, whatever that is. But, um, hey, we're excited to have you on today. Um, One of those being, man, you're a young person growing up in our church. And so I think we're going to get an awesome perspective when it comes to generosity, when it comes to tithe, when it comes to giving. So a question that I wanted to ask you today is, do you think young people or even this next generation have a hard time when it comes to being obedient in their tithe and in their giving? Mm. Yeah, I think it can be really hard, um, especially as someone who grew up in my age and has seen... um, Many people of my age have seen their parents go through the 2008 recession and Mm. things like we know what it's like to be financially strapped. And um, I think having money or having things that are my own is like very important to someone my age. And it could be difficult. You know, if when we're talking about tithing, giving 10 percent of what you have uh, could be a little intimidating to someone at my age, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like there's um, certain things when it comes to giving that are are kind of stressors for young people or when they think about giving that kind of hold them back from truly going full in and being obedient? Oh, for sure. I think one of the things that um, it could be easy to fall into is this mindset of uh, what do I have to give? Mm. You know, if if I don't have... um, a very well-paying job or a lot of money, then what I do give isn't really going to make a difference. Mm. And I think we kind of convince ourselves about that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're only getting like a $50 allowance for the week, 
what's that $5 going to do in your mind? You know, like that's not really going to make much of a difference. So I think that can kind of get in the way. Well, it's almost this bigger is better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if the the more that I can give, I'm only going to give when I can give a big amount. Exactly. Not um, in the small mm-hmm. or 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 whatnot. You know what I mean? Right. It's and, d- and we tend to like push it towards the future. Like, you know, once I'm mm. older, once I have a, a real person job or whatever, I'll be more inclined to give. Right. It'll be easier than which is a complete lie. Right. You know, um, but I think another thing, too, is we tend to only put in something when we think we can get something out of it. Oh, wow. Um, in like almost everything we do. You know, if if I go to McDonald's and I give them a dollar, I can get like a cheeseburger. Or, you know, if I put in this time, I can get this thing. And it's hard to materialize that when you're talking about tithing because it's like, well, I'm not really getting anything out of it. So it's almost unnatural mm. to want to give if you're not getting yeah. that instant satisfaction back, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I feel like, a lot of people, younger people especially, don't really know like the heart behind giving and tithing yeah. and what it's all about in the first place. Wow. I feel like a lot of young people that I talk to as well is they would rather, in some senses, give God their leftovers instead mm. of their first. Yeah. And I think that comes back to that statement that, that they really don't understand giving. They haven't studied it for themselves or they haven't put in the time or the effort to understand it from a biblical viewpoint to go, man, God doesn't deserve my leftovers. He deserves my firsts. Absolutely. Um, what, what are some reasons maybe you think that they would choose leftovers instead of their first giving yeah. it back to God? I think for one, it's a lot easier. Um, you know, when we think about our priorities and what we want. Mm -hmm. We tend to think about ourselves first. You know, what could I get? Um, I know anytime growing up I was given money, I would already have in mind what I'm going to spend it on, you know, and then maybe if I had extra money left over, oh, I could put that in the offering bucket. Yeah. Almost like if you're going to a like coffee shop and you give your change in the tip jar. Yeah. You know, it was like that same kind of mentality. Like this is my little bit left over and I can give that into the offering um, and that's just not like the heart of giving. You know, right. the Bible talks about giving our first fruits. Um, and I think that's something that it would be great if we could get this next generation to grasp what Absolutely. that really looks like. Absolutely. Well, I loved this statement in, in Pastor Marty's um, message this weekend. And it said, generosity and giving are pillars of discipleship. Mm. Um, do you think that statement's true? Oh, Absolutely. You know, when I think about discipleship, I think of um, modeling what it looks like to follow Christ for someone else and to follow someone's example yeah. or to create an example for other people. And I think the same thing is true for giving. You know, if I personally, I feel like I was very blessed to have um, a family who was very generous. My parents always modeled what tithing looked like um, and what giving looked like. So for me, being discipled and being able to follow that example made mm-hmm. it easier because I was able to see, oh, here is someone who is being generous. Yeah. Here is someone who is not, you know, holding their money like this and is actually willing to give. I want to be like that because I see the way that they're being blessed and I yeah. see the way that God has favor um, yeah. on my family. So I think that it is discipleship. Yep. Mm-hmm. For those, maybe you're saying, hey, I grew up learning generosity um, yeah. because my parents helped teach that to me. Um, I would say I'm a little bit on the 
opposite spectrum. That was not taught to me. So it was very foreign um, growing up going, we need to give back to God um, because my parents weren't doing that. Um, I didn't grow up in a household of believers. For those that maybe say, hey, it hasn't been modeled for me, Mm -hmm. but I understand that this is a part of a discipleship process for me and I need to grow in this area. What are some Mm -hmm. ways that they could do that? What are some steps they need to take to start that discipleship journey, not just in prayer, not just the word, but also when it comes to generosity and tithe right. and giving. Yeah, I think a big thing is surrounding yourself with people who are generous. Wow. Surround yourself with friends who give generously, not just with money, but with their time, with their energy. Yeah. Um, because that will rub off on you. you it's know, contagious, isn't it? It really when is. When somebody else has faith, um, in such a way to go, man, I'm going to step out and give and obey. Mm. We want to do it too. We want to be a part of that too. And yeah. so I love that you said, man, you got to get some people around you um, that are going to push you in a way to give. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of that pushing comes from just like talking about it. Yeah. So I feel like we don't really talk about money. Like at least I don't usually with yeah. my friends. Yeah. Um, unless it's like, hey, can you cover this meal for me or something? It but, can sometimes be like the white elephant in the room, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about money. Nobody wants to to even share, you know, where they're at financially sure. or or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I think it's one like once we put down that barrier and mm-hmm. kind of normalize it, then we open the door to be able to encourage each other in it. Yeah. Because if we can talk about money, then I can encourage you and you can encourage me. And, you know, if I'm you know, being stingy or not, you know, trusting God with my finances, I'd have people who can recognize that in my life and speak to that and encourage me in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's getting around some people that Hmm. desire to give too. And I think creating a a conversation to be able to ask questions again, because we don't talk about money a ton. It's, it's normally a top, not a first topic of conversation. It's not the first thing that comes up. Um, But what if we were to make it something that we were able to talk about um, Mm -hmm. and be able to model for each other and and ask questions? I think a lot of the times people just feel stuck and they don't know how to ask questions to get them to a spot of putting God first when it comes to their finances. What do you think are some steps that even young people could take too, Mm -hmm. or anybody when it comes to this topic um, to be able to help open a dialogue, a conversation yeah. about it. I think another thing could be finding someone who's older than you, maybe someone with some gray hairs, <laughs> someone yeah. who can mentor you and show, you know, I've been giving for this amount of my life and mm-hmm. I've, you know, been able to live it out. And then going up to that person and being like, what is that like? How yeah. can I start? You know, because I feel like that might be a big thing for people, especially young people, is like they don't know where to start yeah. with this. Um and I think at any point, no matter how much money you're making, no matter, yeah. how, you know, yeah. what you have, you are able to give and yeah. um, you are able to be blessed in that way. Right. But it might take you asking a question, maybe risking feeling a little embarrassed about that because you've never talked about it before. Right. But the payoff's going to be huge because you're going to be growing in an area that God calls us to in, in his word. Yeah. And if we all were obedient in the act of tithing and in the act of giving, you know, coming back to that statement that we said, hey, sometimes people don't want to give because they don't think that their small amount is going to make a difference Mm. um, on their journey. But when we all come together and we're obedient in this area, 
man, think about the difference that we could all make together. It's not just about one person's part that they're playing. It's about yeah. all of us doing our part and coming together to do that. And God can use that and make a huge impact with um, the seed that you, that you choose to sow. Yeah. And it's so cool because like you get to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. You know, like this past year we raised money for the Make a Difference truck at yeah. Calvary, you know, and I gave to that. And I, like so many people in our congregation gave to that. And now like anytime you see that truck, it's like, ooh, like I had a part in making that happen. Yeah. You know, and I think it's so cool that we serve a God who can do anything. He's all powerful. He's all loving. But yet he chooses to include us. Yeah. And he chooses to say, hey, I want you to help me with this. Yeah. Not because I need your help, but because I love you enough to bring you in on what I'm doing. And I think that's so special. And I think like each of us has that ability and that capacity to be a part of what God's doing here. Yeah. And I think that's where it's too part of the discipleship process is that when you stop and you think about um, you being a part of that that picture is that when we give, um, especially in obedience to go, I'm just going to obey God and tithe and give him what is already his. I'm mm. going to choose to do that. Part of that discipleship is, is that it does something in us as yeah. well, is it transforms our thinking. It transforms our life to go, man, I have been given all of these things by yeah. God. It's actually to begin with, it's all his. Yeah. And I'm choosing to give back something that he already gave to me. Mm-hmm. And in that in that discipleship process, it also transforms something inside of us. Wow. So something else that I wanted to jump into is to ask the question, um, we have allowed other things to take the place of God. Sometimes we put other things before God. What do you think are some of the things that we allow to become idols or come before mm. God in our life? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the attention of other people could be a really big one. Um, and kind of having control over what people think about me is mm. like a big thing, especially with social media now. Yeah. You know, it's it can be very easy to make that an idol um, because it's occupying your thoughts. Yeah. And it's almost coming to you now. You know, instead of us going out and building our own idols or finding them. It's like idols are knocking at our doors and like wow. wanting our yeah. attention every single day. Every yeah. time you open your phone, yep. it's a battle for who can keep your attention the longest, you know? And yeah, we don't have to go searching for them exactly. <laughs> anymore. It's so easy in our right. everyday life to find them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think um, it's important for each of us to analyze what, where is my heart? You know, what yeah. am, what is my priority? Yeah. What am I worshiping? And that could be a hard question to ask because maybe we don't want to know the answer. Wow. Um, But I think looking at the way we spend our money, going back to this, is a great way to see where our heart's at. Yeah. You know, I'm not the first one to say this, but where your treasure is, your heart is also. And, you know, if if you were to sit down and look at a week's worth of your spending and seeing, like, where's my money going, I think that would show you a lot about what you value Mm-hmm. Um, and it could surprise you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, last question. Um, you know, you kind of talked about a few things and ways that you could identify where your heart is at right now. Um, what are some steps that people could take um, to have the right priorities when it comes mm. to generosity and giving? Yeah. I think for us, it might take us praying and seeking God on this because um, for many of us, this could be a difficult thing that we might need to say, God, this is hard for me. Like, hey, I, I don't like giving. I don't, generosity doesn't come naturally for me. Yeah. And I need you to work on my heart yeah. in this. 
And I really think that um, by seeking God and letting him change our heart, because he can change our heart a whole lot easier than we can change our own. Right. And I think that we'll begin to let generosity come naturally. Yeah. Because when we see how generous of a God we serve, and I really believe that God won't call us to do something that he hasn't modeled for us already. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that giving and tithing and generosity will be a natural response to that. Yeah. Like, God, you gave me everything. You saved me. You redeemed me. 10% is the least I can do. Yeah. You know, and like I already said, God doesn't need our help. He doesn't yeah. need our money. Um, but it really changes something on the inside of us. And I think a great first step is to seek God and let him change our heart yeah. first. That was an awesome answer. This has been an awesome time and I think very encouraging to go, man, we have room to grow um, when it comes to our giving, our generosity, um, and just being obedient in our tithe um, to God. And so thanks so much for joining us, Mark. We are out of time today, but thank you so much for joining us for the after show. Um, you know, if today resonated with you or even you're going, man, I want to grow in this area when it comes to generosity. I really want to encourage you to a maybe get in a small group and get around people that have a desire to give, that have a passion, that maybe you have an opportunity to ask questions, or maybe there's someone in your life um, that you could connect with to be able to do that as well. But we want to encourage you. Let's not stop the conversation here. Let's continue it. Let's grow in this area. Let's lean in and let's be challenged this year um, to be a church that gives and that chooses um, to grow in this area as well. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast where we are putting up new content every single week. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time.